0: Again, that's up to 50% off at mvmt.com.
1: Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week, I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with recent wishes bride, Charlie Gully about her wedding at the Grand Floridian. And I thought you guys would be interested to hear the story of her day. So welcome, Charlie. Hi. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I'm interested to know how you and Shane decided, first of all, even to have a Disney wedding and specifically a wishes wedding.
2: We decided to have a Disney wedding for a few reasons. Shane and I both love Disney. Shane grew up outside of Disneyland watching the fireworks every night. And my very first trip to Disney World, I thought it would be fabulous to get married there. Little did I know, you actually could. We decided to have a wishes wedding because when we announced to everyone that we were getting married at Disney... They were also excited and happy, and we just couldn't pick and choose who we wanted to be there. Uh, we didn't want any hurt feelings or anything like that, so we went ahead and decided to do uh, wishes. And of course, you also get some other stuff. You get the reception, and you get the freedom of choice. And I, I wanted a bunch of extras, as it were, if we had done an escape. So that would have ended up costing as much anyway and so we just decided that we would go ahead and take the plunge into a wishes.
1: That's great and so it sounds like your friends and family were pretty excited. Were Shanes also excited to hear that you guys were getting married at Disney?
2: They were excited to know we were getting married at Disney but I think his mom in particular was hoping we would get married at Disneyland (laughs) because that's closer to them.
1: Interesting. So how did you choose Disney World over
2: Disneyland? Well, Shane's never been to Disney World prior to the wedding. So he wanted to go and see everything and see what all the hype was about and see why I especially love Disney World just slightly more than I had love for Disneyland because I'd been to both.
1: I see. Okay. And so how many guests did you end up having?
2: We were expecting 70, but we ended up only having 20 guests.
1: Interesting. And can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think that happens more often than people realize, especially with a destination wedding, that maybe at first people seem excited and then when it comes time to actually put money down, (laughs) they're not as excited. Can you tell me a little bit about how that worked out for you guys?
2: It was mostly my family that kind of bailed on us. And I do think that it was a lot for them as they started seeing how much it was going to cost to actually make the trip and stay even though we got a great discount on the hotels for them and I was telling them to book early and make payments throughout the year but it at the end of the day it just ended up being overwhelming for them during the process for me personally it was very heartbreaking that I wouldn't have as many people there but at the end of the day, it turned out to be really beneficial to us. We actually ended up being able to do a dessert party and have streamer cannons at the end of our ceremony because our guest count kept getting smaller and smaller, which saved us a lot of money with the dining and bar totals and all of that because we did a bill on consumption. So that all of that factors into a lower guest count. Lower guest count, you might be able to add things here and there.
1: That's a really good point that, you know, it can seem kind of disheartening when you realize that not as many people as you invited are able to come. But the group who is able to make it, it's a more intimate affair. You really get to talk to everybody who's there and you can offer them more because you can suddenly afford to do more for the day.
2: Exactly. I don't want to say you learn who you know, who loves you or just because these people were the ones to come that they love you more than the ones who weren't able to, but it's, it's just a different side that you have to look at. You have to realize that, you know, all of these people, they, they want to be there for you, but it may not have been in the cards for them. Right. So yeah, that it was, it was very hard for me. I took it very, very hard, uh, when that happened, but Now I look back on it and it really did allow for time with everyone and it allowed us the extra money to put it in other places.
1: That's great. So what locations did you choose for your reception and your ceremony?
2: For the ceremony, we chose to do the wedding pavilion and we chose the wedding pavilion because it was one of the only indoor spaces myself. And my friends and I know my family, we get really hot (laughs) very easily. And so I never wanted an outdoor wedding. That was, it's just a personal preference because I, I know it's, you know, it's Florida or had I gotten married at home, it would be Texas and it's just hot (laughs) and I don't prefer the heat. So that's why we chose the Wedding Pavilion, um, other than its beauty, it's just very beautiful location. I love the tiny details, like the stained glass and the little hearts and the benches. And so that's why we chose the Wedding Pavilion. For the reception, we chose the Grand Floridian Ballrooms. I liked those because I really liked the White Hall Room although in photos it looks a lot larger than it actually is. When I read that it it only supported about 50 to 60 guests, I was a little surprised. But Shane liked the ballrooms. He likes the formality of them. He liked that we were able to decorate them any way we wanted. They're also really close to the wedding pavilion, which for me was a big plus. That way I wouldn't have to spend a long time transporting everyone.
1: Right, that can be a big money saver. Yes. So then did you have a theme for your wedding or add any Disney touches?
2: Our theme was actually rock and roll. Uh, Shane's dad and brother are both musicians and my brother is a DJ, like a club DJ, and so music kind of just comes to us naturally. So rock and roll was our theme. I did that in Some of the tiny details, like the chargers on the tables, they're black chargers, but they have little glittery lines in them. You can kind of see it in some of our photos. They look like records. So just little kind of details like that. Disney touches, we had very small Disney touches, like uh, we did the Mickey wave cake, and that's a. That's a little story uh, in and of itself. Shane saw a cake that he liked that had little Mickey head balloons all over it. Mm. And he wanted that cake for our wedding, but I couldn't find it anywhere. So we ended up with the Mickey wave cake as a compromise and incorporated our color theming in that. So instead of all silver Mickeys, there's a couple that have little colors in them. And we did multicolored tiers on the white chocolate castle. We had Mickey and Minnie at our wedding, which is a great Disney touch. If you can afford Mickey and Minnie at the wedding, they were such a huge hit. I totally suggest that. And then we had little hidden Mickeys in the bouquets. And I think that's about it. Like I said, we very minimal for Disney touches.
1: So then when you were planning, what were the most and least important aspects when you were focusing your time and your budget?
2: The most important for me was the food. Everyone remembers the food. When you go to Disney, everyone remembers the food. When you go to a wedding, everyone remembers the food, good or bad. So for me, that was a huge, a huge, huge deal. And I I think for Shane, um, his most important was actually the dessert party after I convinced him to have it. (laughs) (laughs) He says that he wanted to end the night with a bang. So we definitely did that. Our least important aspect was probably the bar. We knew we wanted to have one. We didn't want to do a cash bar. And then after I heard about several of the girls were talking about build on consumption... I posed that idea to Shane, and he just thought that was, that's a great idea. They're going to bill us. We don't have to worry about it. If they charge us too much, then we'll get a refund. So we didn't have to really think about it.
1: That's great. Can you tell me a little bit about the dessert party? Where did you have it, and was it directly
2: after the reception? It was directly after the reception. We had it in Epcot for Illuminations in Actually, the same place you had yours um, that was...
1: Oh, UK Lockside. I love that place.
2: Yes, UK Lockside. Beautiful site. It was perfect viewing. We didn't have any smoke come in our direction. I was worried about that. Mm -hmm. And I know that has a lot to do with the winds. But yeah, everyone had a ton of fun. And we actually... We didn't do all desserts. We decided to incorporate a nacho bar Mm. because I wanted those people who aren't necessarily dessert people. I wanted them to have something a little bit savory.
1: Actually, while we're on the subject of food, since it was so important to you, do you have any recommendations from any of your menus, whether for the reception or for the dessert party?
2: The nacho bar went over really, really well at the dessert party. I highly recommend having a savory, at least one savory item at the dessert party. I mean, if you think about it, you've come from the reception, everyone's just had cake. We did nachos. We did also do cupcakes and the Rice Krispie Mickey head pops, and everyone seemed to come in, and they gravitated toward the nachos and the drinks, and then later, right before we left, they they kind of started picking up the the sweeter items again. Mm. As far as our reception meal, we had the Parmesan-crusted chicken, which was delicious. I know why it's a favorite now. (laughs) It's really very good. I did change the sauce on that because I'm not a big fan of mushrooms, but I think any sauce they come up with would be delicious on it. And then we had also the filet in the Merlot reduction. So we did the dual plate, and that was really great. Everyone loved it. If you have a vegetarian or vegan, I highly recommend those. Shane's mom is just this side of vegetarianism. She eats a little bit of meat every once in a while, but we offered her the vegetarian plate, and she said it was the best food she's ever eaten. Wow. Yeah. So I highly recommend those if you have any vegetarian friends or family. So then what turned out to be your favorite memory of your wedding day? I think for both of us, kind of the ceremony in general is a really great memory. But for me personally, when the streamer cannons went off and you could hear the the gasp of (laughs) behind us, that's just priceless.
1: Uh, So then did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected?
2: Everything turned out really well. The one thing that I personally didn't know about until probably a couple months after the wedding was that the transportation went to the wrong Hilton hotel. We didn't realize there were two Hiltons on downtown Disney. So the transportation they just went to the wrong one. And our, our planner called the driver immediately and had them go to the correct hotel. So there were no sad feelings about that.
1: That's good. And I love how they make sure the bride never knows about any of this stuff. Oh, I know. It's,
2: <laughs> it's insane. If anything else went wrong during that day, I have no idea.
1: That's great. So then was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then turned out
2: not to be? Probably the welcome bags, I would say. I made this huge deal about how I wanted to do welcome bags and we were going to put, you know, water and snacks and all this great stuff in them and and then deliver them all to the hotels. And we just didn't have time. Hmm. We didn't have time. We ended up giving our welcome bags out at our rehearsal dinner, which is terrible. Sounds convenient to me. <laughs> yeah. I was like, um, okay, so... What's funny is we didn't have, we didn't give welcome backs to everyone. We only anticipated giving them to the people who were staying on property. But actually, we did have a a snafu during the rehearsal dinner, kind of prepping for that, I guess. We did Spirit of Aloha for our rehearsal dinner. Hmm. And of course, that's a ticketed event. And there was some issue with knowing exactly how many people were coming to the wedding and staying on property. I got enough tickets just for the wedding party because we knew that those people would be there. And then there was some upset. So I had to get more tickets. And so all of that was happening. And so at the end of that story, we had people who were not staying on property come to the rehearsal dinner. So we had to make them welcome bags. So it all kind of ties together.
1: Interesting. Okay, yeah. that's that's a good cautionary tale for future
2: brides. <laughs> yes. At the end of the day, make sure you get enough tickets to a ticketed event if you need to.
1: Huh. And this is sort of a similar question, but is there anything that you would have done differently, knowing what you know now?
2: I would make sure to get enough tickets for the <laughs> for everybody.
1: <laughs> Noted.
2: Yeah. Exactly.
1: Okay, so do you have any advice or tips for future Disney brides and grooms?
2: Save, save, save as much as you can. If you know you want to get married at Disney, start saving before he asks you to marry him. I mean, it's worth it not to have the debt at the end of the day when all is said and done. So I would definitely say to save. The other thing that I would say, especially for the brides, is don't sweat the small stuff. Mm -hmm. Like... The stuff that you put into the welcome bag or the little trinket that you want to carry with you or whatever, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. We get stressed over such small things, I think. And the day of, you probably don't even know it's missing.
1: Right. Well, this is great stuff. Is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day?
2: I do have a planning journal on the Discord, and it's just simply titled Charlie and Shane's uh, Wishes Wedding.
1: Okay. Charlie, thank you so much for sharing the story of your day. I think it's really instructive to future brides and grooms and especially your advice for things that will help them avoid pitfalls and also things that, you know, may be unexpectedly wonderful experiences. So thank you. Thank you. That's our show for today.